Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the randomly generated yes. history club We're where back. three non-historians still aren't historians. I have failed my <laughs> exams. <laughs> I've been doing an open university history credit and I, they've just listened to this and failed me. Yeah, it's, it it's weird. Didn't go well. it, it's weird being back it's weird after being back. all those things that happened in September. I know, yes. here now in the day that is October. This, yes. this is definitely the 3rd of October yes. when we're recording it. Tell only, only 10 so days autumnal. after that. <laughs> Uh, enormous blimp got snagged mm. on Big Ben. That's right. <laughs> that That's horrendous. right. That did happen 10 days ago. I remember where I was quite clearly. We all remember where we were <laughs> yeah. on the great blimp snagging yep. day. Yeah, it was it was blimp a, day. It was tough day for blimp stocks everywhere. <laughs> and what was your favorite thing that happened My favorite in thing the that happened in the month of September the people. That, you were saying it is the mole people. The month it? that has just gone yes. I, I, the mole people is definitely up there. Yep. Which I think have conspired against the people in good uh, Zeppelin tech to uh, to to, to snag them uh, I, I think well, they awesome. absolutely did didn't they of yeah, course they, they did oh, it's, it's, it. I mean it's an it's undoing investigation but you know yeah of allegedly course. sorry allegedly the mole people I mean anytime <laughs> there's a blimp accident your first thought is that the mole people who hates it. the sky the most no for the moles <laughs> <laughs> there's no allegedly about it they seized half of Wessex <laughs> And that was September. And that was September. As, this, as you, our dear listeners, will undoubtedly yeah, sorry, know, sorry, having listeners. just lived through the yeah. month of Th- September. This is literally old news to you. Now. Yeah, it really sorry, is. We really yeah. should not rehash this. We should we should rehash even older news, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is what I call history. So on that note, just in case you've forgotten the premise of this podcast, uh, <laughs> we have picked a year at random and tried to learn things about it. And uh, I'm Anna, still... That's still who I am. And I am Ant. You are Ant. And what's your name? My name's William. Bilbo? Will. Will. This season, 
is so different than the last. I know. Where before you would have done the introductions yeah. and now we're introducing ourselves. I, I feel the autonomy and power coursing through my veins. It'll never happen again. I feel like actualized. I how, feel seen. How do you feel about our decision not to replace Will in the off season? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, felt, I felt under pressure from the mole lobby, <laughs> for sure. But uh, thankfully they've recognized his mole-like status to, so that he's, that he's sufficiently molish to exactly. stay. So it's fine. Just it's small beady eyes and sharp, sharp claws. So so anyway, this week we are talking about, we've chosen a really good one. No, sorry. We have been presented with a really good year to kick off season slash series two. It is the year 32 BCE. Um, so, yep, that's yep. a time that happened. It <laughs> guess, is one of the good ones. Guess who we're going to be talking about. Uh, let's uh, give each give our three word preview of what we're discussing today. Sure. And? Uh, this ain't Rome. This ain't Rome. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Good. There was other history, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, which I don't discover. believe that. Uh, Will? Nomadic sorta people. Nomadic sorta people. Were they sort of people or sort of nomadic? S- sort of people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were they, they were humans. Oh, the slug folk. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, to be clear, I'm 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 in, in trying to introduce some ambiguity. Okay. As to whether they were one coherent people, but not what, oh, whether or not they were Homo sapiens. I, I thought you were just trying to do like clickbait. Yeah. 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 They're not aliens. Okay. Or like some sort of wear slug. And my three words, uh, I, I guess I am still a little creatively bankrupt because all I could come up with was, she's very famous. <laughs> nice. Is it Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm talking about the eternal Madonna. Uh, what, the mother of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? Exactly. <laughs> Who in 32 BCE would probably have been being born. No, she's a little younger What, a- than what that. age was she when? I think she was pretty young. She, she wasn't, wasn't. She wasn't thirty-two. No, she that. wasn't. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was in her seventies. She? <laughs> <laughs> she was. Jesus was not IVF. <laughs> yeah, he was. That was the miracle of his birth. That was yeah. miracle, yeah. Jesus, is the first test tube baby. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. It wasn't let's... a regular birth, was it? I mean, like, <laughs> no, it, was, it was totally irregular. I mean, step one, stable, not regular. Right. <laughs> the donkey looming over you. Uh, <laughs> the NHS donkey state. was the lab tech. <laughs> it's really shocking what's happened to the NHS when they're all out of stables, you know? It's bad, isn't it? All right. Let's go ahead and talk about 32 BCE. I'm going to go first today. Uh, I'm talking about somebody who's very famous, and she's a woman, which in history narrows it down to a pretty short list. And so today I'm talking about the one and only Cleopatra. Of course. Uh, Have you heard of her? I only know of her from the Katy Perry uh, music video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well that's that's the entirety of what i've based my research on so that's good she had a wolf didn't she did, did she <laughs> no you're thinking of shakira oh, right yeah, that's mm. right yeah uh so a brief okay so obviously cleopatra is one of the most written about people in history and i'm gonna talk this is gonna be a whistle stop tour of her life and loves and death uh so here we go i'm gonna start not in 32 bc but in 332 bc can i can I just, later on, can we look yeah. up what a whistle stop is? Yeah. Originally. Yeah. It, I think Isn't it, that a train it's, thing? Yeah, it was like a way of the presidential campaigns in the 1800s. They would campaign on the back of a train and then like the whistle stop, like everywhere the train stopped. Oh, it was wow. a short People stop. People would come yeah. over yeah. to... I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that makes sense to me. I think it's train related, yeah. 
Yeah, let's toot, just toot all a, aboard kind of a thing. Quick, quick Google. Because like a non-whistle stop would like be a big ten. Yeah, a style of political campaigning where the politician makes a series of brief appearances or speeches at a number of small towns over a short period of time. And it comes from that era. Yeah, because they'd usually like just be in a railroad car and they just keep driving along. Return to Egypt. Okay, <laughs> Cleopatra, the the originator of whistle stop tours. Uh, now, in 332 BC, Alexander the Great invades Egypt and puts his general Ptolemy the first on the throne, thus establishing the Ptolemaic dynasty. And this would be Egypt's last dynasty, and Cleopatra is essentially its last ruler. So she initially came to power alongside her younger brother, Ptolemy XIII, because this dynasty had a tradition of sibling marriage, which we don't love, um, and co-ruling amongst siblings. But Cleopatra is a pretty good ruler. Uh, she... Wait, sorry, what? I sort of glazed over and... Oh, sibling great. marriage. All, no, 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 no. We're no. already just right back into it. No, no, this is season two, totally different. I'm paying attention at all times. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't click to what you're saying. I thought they, the siblings would marry people. No, no, they would, they would marry, marry each other each and other. then be co rulers. Right. Yeah. Well, you've got to keep a pure bloodline, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Super pure. It gets cloudy pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cleopatra. All these webbed feet everywhere. <laughs> Cleopatra famously had webbed feet. No, she was good. She, she kind of separated herself from her brother as much as possible. It's also possible that they weren't actually married, but um, she did good things with the economy. She increased tax revenue. She built temples and she just generally gets on with being pretty competent. Uh, And in her eyes, she's the only ruler. But her brother doesn't want to give up the throne that easily. And eventually the falling out between them becomes so severe that Egypt descends into a civil war. And Julius Caesar arrives to step into the vacuum because Egypt at this point is a client state of Rome. And he steps in, gets in the middle, and tries to get them to reconcile, but Ptolemy isn't having it. And long story short, Ptolemy is defeated, and Caesar declares Cleopatra and another younger brother co-rulers of Egypt. Okay. And that was the end of her involvement with Julius Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) Except not. Um, So we all know that Caesar and Cleopatra had an affair. She apparently charmed him with her wit, mm. though the historian Plutarch suggests that she it was, was her instead... <laughs> well, sort of. She was bound inside a bed sack what? to be smuggled into the palace to meet him. Right. Because she didn't want okay. her brother to know she was meeting him. Her brother-husband. Her brother-husband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they start having an affair. They have a child named Caesarian. And, uh, of section fame. Uh, e- e- well, Caesarion <laughs> with an O. Oh, yeah. okay. Thanks for ruining that joke, Anna, <laughs> with your accuracy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't let it stand. Um, Caesar doesn't like super acknowledge or be public about this fact, but Cleopatra tells everyone that it's his kid. Uh, and she's even in Rome in, in the year 44 BC when Caesar is assassinated and she's stays there after he dies trying to get Caesarian recognized as Caesar's heir, but Caesar's will names Octavian instead. More on him later. So Cleopatra goes back to Egypt, has her brother killed by poisoning, as you do, and then elevates Caesarian as her co-ruler. Her son. Her son. Yeah. Got it. So she she kills her brother, her younger brother, co-ruler, uh, after she's already defeated her other younger brother, co-ruler, co-husband, and now she's co-ruling with her son. The Egyptians were intense they during were, this period, yeah. weren't they? Well, yes, and the the Greeks really is what they were. So interesting fact about she was an Egyptian. Her native language was Hellenistic Greek. 
Yeah. She was the only pharaoh of the Ptolemaic dynasty to learn Egyptian, though. Which oh, is cool. that's yeah. good of her. Yeah. Interesting fact about Egypt and Cleopatra. Yeah. Cleopatra lived closer to modern day than she did to the um, building of the pyramids. Yeah. So the pyramids were ancient in her day. Yeah. And they Isn't were that like, crazy? what are these things? I don't know. <laughs> Big triangles? Yeah. All right. What's inside them? I don't know. Let's wait <laughs> till like, you know, Indiana Jones comes along and plunders them to find out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that fact is amazing. I really thought you were going to say Cleopatra is closer to um, Tyrannosaurus Rex than <laughs> yeah. T-Rex was to Brontosaurus Other great fact, or whatever. Um, aliens built the pyramids. Yes. Yeah, of course they did. Yes, of course they did. What, what was it? Look it up, sheeple. Did you, did you think it was mole people? <laughs> um, Careful. <laughs> they're, they're yeah, the people in Wessex are not going to be happy with this. <laughs> All right. So the next man we have to define Cleopatra by uh, is Mark Antony. And we all know that they had an affair as well. Like I said, she's very famous. Uh, it's possible that Cleopatra and Mark Antony met when she was just 14. And Mark Antony would later say that he fell in love with her then, which is, you know, gross. But they definitely reconnected in 41 BC when he is ruling Rome as part of the triumvirate. He summons her to meet him. She plays hard to get. Then she invites him and his, and his officers for this huge banquet aboard her ship. It's classic. I always do courtship that. Courtship 101. Uh, he's super into the banquet. He likes her dinner wares and uh it's like boom they're in a relationship <laughs> that wasn't a euphemism <laughs> what are we talking what are we talking like how many uh, how many spoons a good oh, fish knife a lot of spoons <laughs> yeah. grape tongs <laughs> what are those um uh oyster forks oh, oyster yeah. shuckers yeah nothing gets me <laughs> going like going an oyster, like an oyster shucker, shucker. <laughs> So she's with Antony for a few years. They have some kids, which he acknowledges, which is great. But he does also marry Octavia, the sister of Octavian, who was the grandnephew and heir of Julius Caesar. So Mark Antony is really bound to Rome through this very official marriage. Right, but okay, he's yeah. also having kids with Cleopatra. And this is where the trouble starts. Basically, Octavian and Antony start to fall out. Um, in around 34 BC, Octavian and Antony engage in this huge propaganda war against each other because Octavian wants to be sole ruler. He, he doesn't trust uh, Mark Antony because Mark Antony is like openly cheating on his sister. Um, and <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, Cleopatra obviously gets dragged into the mix. She's said to have brainwashed Antony with witchcraft and sorcery, obviously. And in 33 BC, Octavian makes a speech to the Senate accusing Antony of, quote, attempting to subvert Roman freedoms and territorial integrity as a slave to his Oriental queen. Oriental? Yeah. It, it, does that have a different meaning then? No. I'm, in fact, maybe he, that's not maybe a quote from Octavian. That is a quote from somebody talking about it. Anyway, whatever. She's bad because she's not yeah, Roman. She's a baddie. That's basically what it means. Uh, Antony responds by naming Caesarion, who is Cleopatra's son with Julius Caesar, the true heir, instead of Octavian. So he's trying to supplant Octavian as Caesar's heir, even though he's doing it through 
the son of like it's not his son yeah 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 gotcha um this makes octavian very mad and in 32 bc things really kick off which is convenient because that's the year we're talking about today uh the senate is split in its loyalty to octavian and antony but eventually octavian seems to gain the upper hand and 200 senators flee rome to go join antony uh, he and Cleopatra go to Ephesus to gather a fleet, and then she persuades him to officially divorce Octavia. And by late 31 BC, they are in open war, Octavian on one side and Antony and Cleopatra on the other side. Um, this culminates in September 31, when we have the Battle of Actium, a very consequential oh, yes. battle yeah, in yeah, history, yeah, yeah. in Roman history. Antony and Cleopatra have the bigger fleet. It's a big naval battle. Uh, but their forces have been gradually hit by lots and lots of big defections because the Romans still supporting Antony are starting to be wary of Cleopatra. And it's true that her prime objective in all of this is to defend Egypt. And in fact, during the battle, she basically deserts Mark Antony and sails away on her own ship as an act of strategic withdrawal, Ooh. which... Um, is, is an effective cowardice. form of <laughs> contraception. <laughs> um, but but Antony uh. notices because her ship has these like very distinctive purple sails and he f- follows her and boards her ship and together they sail away to Egypt. Meanwhile, the battle just keeps raging on and uh, for a few more hours at least. Do they have like the drummers like dum, 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 you know, to, to the rowing kind of stuff? Cause, <laughs> Probably. Because then they could use the rhythm method. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It was worth it. I totally not, worth that yeah. absolute unnecessary segue. I thought you just wanted to talk about drums. Um, anyway, <laughs> Antony and Cleopatra having like pieced out of the battle, it just sort of peters out and Octavian wins the next morning and gains huge numbers of people who come back to his side. And... Um, I know this is a lot, but like I'm condensing her whole life into a few minutes here. So we're getting to the end. Um, over the next few months, Octavian decides that his next step is to invade Egypt. And there's a period where Cleopatra and Antony try to negotiate with him. She asks that her children inherit Egypt and that Antony be able to stay with her in exile. She offers Octavian money. She sends him lavish, lavish gifts, but uh, it doesn't work. And the rumor is that as she feels her power crumbling around her, she starts testing poison on prisoners and even her own servants. Oh, my God. It's never a good sign. She's testing it she's on She's testing it, yeah. Just, she's testing To make sure poison. it works, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what does she like, think was going to happen? She's, uh, she's in Dire Straits. Okay. The band. <laughs> she, she plays bass. Oh, she's a great person. She's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. person. Yeah. Money for nothing. She wrote that. Um, so, in the spring of 30 BC, Octavian invades Egypt, and by August, Antony has surrendered to him. I just thought of a really good joke okay. there. I'm really, this is late, but they also did brother in arms. She was married to her brother. Oh, There's good. a whole thing there. It's good. God, I missed it. I think of a really, really good joke. They're in the very do, end of the episode, say the joke. Yeah, yeah 10 seconds late. Yeah. It's, oh, the first, it. it's the first episode first of the episode new series. Two. You know, you got to get I'm back sorry. in the rhythm. I'm so sorry. Method, I'm so sorry. which you've already then, yeah. made a joke about. Right at the end of the episode, say the joke, and yeah. then we'll, we'll edit it in. Yeah, oh, that's a really and then, good. And then yeah. it'll only make sense to people at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do this that. Good. I'll do that. Yeah, okay. good. Uh, yeah, I like good. that we're going to get more creative with our editing <laughs> yeah, exactly. this, this go round. 
Uh, okay, so long story short, Antony surrenders. Cleopatra hides in her tomb, sends a message to Antony that she's killed herself. He responds by stabbing himself in the stomach. Um, Plutarch, the historian, says that he was still dying when he brought when he was brought to Cleopatra in her tomb, and she is actually still alive at this point. Um, but then she's discovered and forcibly marched to the palace to meet Octavian. She tells him that she will not be paraded around as part of his triumph. And that's when she decides to actually take her own life. Um, but this being Cleopatra, first she had a fine meal, including some figs. Mm, then yum. she and two of her servants retreat to her tomb to do the deed. The popular legend is, of course... What? <laughs> sorry, to do the other deed. Okay, okay, okay. Go okay. <laughs> Uh, so a way to go out, though. Uh, the popular legend is, of course, that she had an asp bite her. But the truth is, we don't actually know. It may have been true, but she may have poisoned herself through some other means, like through a needle. No snake was found with her body. Although it's like, why would it be? Yeah, <laughs> like, it would just like, that room. stick around. <laughs> um, but she did have some tiny puncture wounds on her arm, so... Who knows? Uh, Octavian apparently buries Cleopatra and Antony in the same tomb as requested, which is nice. But then he does kill Caesarion, which is not as nice. Mm. But Caesarion did reign as Ptolemy the Fifteenth for a whopping eighteen days, <laughs> making him the last pharaoh of Egypt. I did not. He was the, the last whole, pharaoh. The whole thing is completely brutal. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, it's crazy. Utterly brutal. I mean, you understand why she and all of them have been such an object of fascination for history. Yeah, this is some cool and yeah. interesting and wild stuff. I, I don't think I was actually. I guess I realize now I wasn't really aware of exactly no, how that I happened. No, yeah. I know. I because I feel like I've heard of it. I knew vaguely the ins and outs, but as I was reading about it, it's like. It's so much more in depth than. None of this is covered in the Dark Horse music video by <laughs> Katy Perry. Like, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah, it is actually light on detail, isn't it? It is yeah, super it is. light in detail. Yeah, that's one thing about Katy. She's big on spectacle and less good on uh, depth. I would say. All flash, no substance. And do the Caesars still rule in Rome? The Caesars do still <laughs> rule in Rome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Emperor. Silvio Berlusconi. Nope, he's no, not. He's dead. Nope. Did he die? He did. Yeah, he did yeah, die. He did die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he died. He died um, th four months ago now. In October. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, anyway, so that is <laughs> that is Antony and Cleopatra and Cleopatra and Caesar and Egypt and the Ptolemies and the end of the pharaohs. One quick trivia question uh, before we go: By the end of the twentieth century. Can you guess how many films have been made about Cleopatra? Oh, that feature her or like actually about her? Uh, like actually about her. I'm going to say six. I think it's quite a few. Okay. 14. Okay. Were you counting them all yes. in your head? 43. No. Wow. 43 wow. films, 200 plays and novels, 45 operas, and five ballets associated with Cleopatra. I guess, like, all the, like, loads of silent movies, like, you're going to. Yeah. They're all Cleopatra. Yeah, why basically. not? Yeah. It's Cleopatra or a guy chasing a train. Like, you know. <laughs> or sometimes the, both. <laughs> you know, choose, choose your poison. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys remember my three words, but she's very famous. She's very famous. <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week, I'm going to talk about the Shaka people, Ooh. who were a huge civilization that lived in an Very area. Very good milkshakes. Shaka shake. <laughs> That's good. Um, and, and they lived in this area covered, that covered northwest India, uh, across to kind of western Kazakhstan, okay. and up as far as kind of mid-Siberia, like above Baik- uh, Baikal. Okay. Um, and wow. Yeah, quite a big area, right? Big. And, and at this time, they were just managing to get themselves kicked out of India. So here we go. Okay, right. So they're also known as the Saka people, but I didn't want to call. I don't want to call them that in case they're mistaken for the Arsenal footballer Bukayo Saka, <laughs> who, who, for the avoidance of of all doubt, and I cannot stress this enough, is not a magical two millennium old Iranian nomad. Uh, Can you prove that? You, yeah, we're going to need some evidence on <laughs> this. Yeah, have you seen him play? <laughs> he does seem... He is a magician. He's, quite, he's, he's pretty magical. He's, he's pretty magical. <laughs> I don't know anything about football, so... <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Just keep thinking of yeah. puns. <laughs> he's very talented. Is he's he? Very, yeah, he's, he's a very talented yeah, young lad. He's, he's a good lad. Um, uh, so we don't know that much about these people, by the way. So this will be shorter than yours. <laughs> Great, because mine was long. <laughs> yours was, so, yours was yeah. quite long. Uh, so the first thing to say is that there's really quite a lot of dispute about who they were because i don't know if you remember my three my three words so there was they're nomadic sort of people yeah um in the sense that um all the people of the step which is step with a ppe uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh at the end uh, protective so equipment. s-t-e-p p-p-e oh i thought you meant they just had masks and gloves on <laughs> and were embroiled in some sort of vicious While standing on the stairs <laughs> like, yeah. like like illegitimate business dealings yeah. in the uk government um, so all, all these people are a little bit blended into each other at the edges of their nomadic civilization, right? So yeah. like, they, so it's difficult to, but there was, there was, most people seem to agree there was this distinct culturally coherent people that okay. emerged about 500 BCE okay. and then was present for about a thousand years or wow. more. Like all right, well, incredible. 500 BCE plus a thousand means you have covered 32. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, the thing that happened in this year yeah. um, was that they were they were sort of encroaching into they were spreading into Afghanistan, northwest Pakistan, mm. northwest India now, um, and well, as it is now, and th- this is the time period when, having been in that area, the the Indian other cultures in the area then pushed them out. Yeah, so that was what was going on at the time, which is why it makes loads of sense talking about them Absol- in this episode. Absolutely, and you start to find lots of mention of them. Um, at that time, so around 500 BC, so there were some even some texts that have been found. So it shows that even though they were mostly nomadic, there were clearly centers of population when they're, and they're like static bureaucracies of okay. some kinds. People like taking lots of notes. Yeah, good, um, love that. Writing, love down, a bureaucracy. writing down the taxes. Um, so 
Anyway, I'm coming to the end now of the uh, story about the. Uh, Hang on, the all you've told us so far is that they. I'm telling were you a few things. People a few... of the steps, and they liked bureaucracy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's the first season, first episode back. Okay. So, like, okay, so, <laughs> so, so, so there's a few things. With this, there's, so a lot of the history we have of them from this time period, which is 32 BC. Yes. Um, comes from Strabo. Oh. Yeah, Strabo. Strabo. Yes, the Greek Roman geographer. Yeah. Yes, we've covered him before. We've covered him before, and he, on because of his wonderful travels, mm-hmm. gave us quite a lot of description of of these people. So, in terms of their physical appearance, there's also been then quite a lot of analysis, genetic analysis done in recent years okay. of those people. And what's quite interesting is that it seems they had almost exclusively. European features hmm. rather than Chinese or Mongolian features, uh, which ties in with accounts from Strabo about them having fair skin and blue or hazel eyes and red or light hair. Oh, wow. Which right, is okay. um, like. So, so they were Irish? <laughs> <laughs> they were the original Irish people. <laughs> they made it so far away. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like they were they were quite clearly ethnically distinct as well as being culturally distinct okay. um, from from the surrounding peoples at the time. Um, and and in case you, by the way, so in case you thought that they basically were, were sounded like nice normal people, um, they did uh, just doing their nomadic thing. Sure. For a thousand years, as you do, incredible. With, with, with ginger hair, they did. This, they have been some skulls that have been found Uh-oh. from Iron Age cemeteries in South Siberia, and it shows that they did spend quite a lot of time um, scalping people. Ah. ah, wait, how do you tell that from? Um, is it scalp, not the skin? Yeah, so but you can see like the score marks on oh, the, the skull. On the skull, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> ouchies. Yeah, so they would do that. So, so when they be, when they'd be going off fighting other people and um presumably had just having just killed the people um but maybe they did it when they were alive as well uh they maybe, would then scalp their enemies they were just very bad hairdressers <laughs> very bad consistently awful yeah consistently. it's like that riddle about you go to a town and there's two yeah. barbers and one has yeah. really bad hair and the other has really good hair who, yeah. who do you go to and get one has a from? bunch of scalps outside <laughs> one has a bunch of scalps they just, they just ask for a short top and sides yeah he's yeah. <laughs> like well i gotcha <laughs> <laughs> and one, one's a shaka nomad anyway i think um so yeah so they, they they weren't like you know they weren't european in the modern sense of being yes, liberally yeah, democratic yeah. europeans they were the oshakas the irish oshakas <laughs> they were the irish oshakas <laughs> oh yeah finnegan oshaka <laughs> so there you go i mean like, they, no, we don't know very much because a long time ago so um <laughs> There, but that's a little dip into the life of Arsenal footballer because <laughs> <laughs> what a dip such a good dip magician on the field so so to, to continue he scored the... a couple last week I mean six weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> six weeks ago yes yeah I mean he also scored he scored seven goals he did against, last weekend against Mole United FC. Against Mole United, who have really just weaseled their way into yeah, the Premier League. Yeah, they've come League. up from underground. They really. Have. Yeah, yeah, they really have. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's unusual for a, for a, a team funded by the Mole people to yeah. have a team that comprises solely of weasels. <laughs> <laughs> that alliance runs deep. It's such a bizarre one. You think is, yeah. Can I tell you, though, the state of that pitch? Shambolic. <laughs> Careful, there's more blimps <laughs> coming. Okay, so for my topic this week, 
uh, This Ain't Rome. And to continue the sort of uh, run that Will has started of history, there's not that much of it outside of Rome. Um, <laughs> at this time. At this time, yeah. yes. yeah. And I would say arguably everything that's happened since is meaningless unless inside Rome. True. Yeah. Thank you, Balenciaga, for that. Um, but today I'm going to cover off Mesoamerica or Mesoamerica. Uh, so this is the region that stretches from central Mexico to north central America. And it's got this rich tapestry of civilizations of which the Maya, who I'm going to talk about today, stand out extremely prominently. Maya. Maya. Did I say Maya? Yep. Maya. It's spelled... Maya, <laughs> but me- I of Maya course Maya culpa. <laughs> Maya culpa. Anyway, so sp- it spans over three millennia, which is a vast amount of time. It's also three times longer than Will's people span. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. The Sacco had nothing. We're doing great. Suck it, Sacco. <laughs> so the Maya civilization um, can be sort of chronicle- chronologically broadly divided, divided into sort of three eras: which is the pre-classical. The classical and what's the third one? Post-classical. Correct. And the uh, classic period is the one that we sort of often talk about. It. It's lauded for the glyphic texts and these majestic cities, mm. rivers of gold, etc. Um, and that's, you know, the, the seeds of grandeur were sown much earlier, though, in the sort of pre-classical area we're going to talk about. And specifically, 32 BC, this is nestled deep within the late pre-classic period. So exactly like Will, nothing super specific happened here. So I'm going to talk vaguely of what could have happened <laughs> in great. 32 BC. This is great. But I the, love this. The, the problem with history, though, is like if you don't write it down, it didn't really happen accurately. Yeah. So all these records are based on archaeology, um, writings from other people. They didn't really write anything down, but they had these vast cities and rich sort of cultural history stuff, which as far as we'll talk about. It's just really rude of the Romans to go around the entire world burning everybody else's history so that 2,000 years later, we would only talk about them on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is the peak of the civilization that's being talked about in this podcast. Yeah. So uh, notable cities such as El Mirador was flourishing at this time. And there's architectural marvels like La Danta Pyramid, for mm. example. Um, and discoveries of things like the murals in San Bartello, dating roughly to 100 BCE. Okay, that's pretty close. Exactly. Gives us a glimpse of like sort of the sort of cosmological narratives that they possessed because these buildings were inevitably sort of like built to sort of mimic the seasons or solstices, etc. Like okay. Um, I have heard in my research as well, there's some people that say, how is it that there's pyramids that happen to spring up in, you know, in Mesoamerica, yeah. in Egypt, yeah. in, 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 in things like, you know, Southeast Asia. I mean, it's just a coincidence. There must be aliens behind it. And my answer to that is like, you know, triangles are pretty much a, a basic shape. That it's like the dumbest observation yeah. ever, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's pretty piled dumb. things on top it's of the each other. Easy, yeah, exactly. It's a pile shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pile that like gets, the stuff gets smaller it's a neat at the top pile. of the pile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, it's a very pleasing pile. <laughs> exactly. So they're making pleasing piles at this time. And there's actually, um, there's actually sort of building types they call like, um, I think it's called uh, type E buildings. Or, or set E. Oh. Um, so it's a specific type of buildings that has like, you know, sort of three-pronged sort of pyramid kind of things. And it, it, it's not, it's it basically just because like some architectural building, uh, or dig, they had, you know, section A, section B, section oh, C, okay. section D. okay. They section. weren't like shaped like, like a giant E. No, nothing that, like that. would just, be impressive. It would be good. They didn't have the concept of an E. Actually, oh. E's came much later. 
So uh, what did they call their club drugs? They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to make oh, an Ibiza joke. You completely trampled on that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the classic period that came later details histories of certain people like the rulers, like Pakal the Great mm. of Palenque, and, or the Shield Jaguar, which is a fantastic that name. It's great. Um, through the steel. I'm just um, I'm just looking up class class E buildings. Um, so a class E building is a commercial business or service building. Yeah, and <laughs> you're not those. allowed you're not allowed to te- to change now to change the the uh, the use of the building yeah. without yeah. applying for planning. That's permission exactly what it was. Yeah, from uh, from in the UK, your county council. Um, so just, what about in just, in Mesoamerica? Oh, they follow the same rules. Yeah, yeah, they oh, follow, okay. yeah. They'd, a, they'd a, a the British council. system. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, back to back to you. <laughs> so while we do have like steels and inscriptions and like you know carvings and things like that from the sort of classical period, the late pre-classical is slightly shrouded in mystery. Mm. Um, and this lack of clarity stems from the Maya's still evolving sort of glyphic writing system and the sort of impermanent materials that they would use. So they were like carving it on like wood or textiles or like yeah. rice paper or something, you know, completely unsuited. Mm. Maybe not rice paper. Maybe not rice paper. <laughs> something impermeable. Anybody who wants to know what Mayan glyphs look like can just remember vintage Chipotle decorations. <laughs> they don't do it anymore. They phased it out. But like old school Chipotle had these really cool Mayan inspired steel and wood artworks. That probably sounds completely unscalable and they had to cut that back. Yeah, exactly. And change but, the chicken you know, for like, you know, whatever, chicken substitute. How do you carve things on clothes? Um, <laughs> you've clearly not been a shaman. <laughs> uh, here, I'll show you. Uh, so, um, while we don't have much in the forms of writing, there are still occasional findings like the tomb at El Zotz, Z-O-T-Z, that suggests the presence of these powerful elites and potentially early rulers and even um, sort of the sort of, you know, God-King type status, even though their names remain elusive to us. Hmm. So despite the um, ang- ambiguities, the influence of the pre-classical uh, Maya is palpable in the sort of modern times as well in the culture. For example, they had a base 20 counting system mm. known as the vigisimal vigisimal system. <laughs> that seems unlikely. You, I mean, you're going to have... You tell us, Ant. Vigisimal. <laughs> v- v- Vigi- you're going with vigisimal. I'm going with vigisimal. <laughs> okay. V-I-J-isimal. <laughs> um, so, and that is still echoed in many um, indigenous communities today. There was also a ball game that was actually sort of based in sort of ritualistic terms, I yeah. believe, so that it was not just a sport, but it was somehow some related to a sort of ritual and ceremony. And many indigenous communities today still um, actually partake in probably you know, derivatives of it. I mean, it's probably not the exact same thing. I'm not going to say they're playing this exact same game they are <laughs> did back then. Um, it's like in you know, a rugby league. They play rugby league. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a slightly different version. And And... I mean, this is a stretch here, but I'm going to suggest the cuisine is probably quite close. <laughs> I'm, I'm just guessing now. What, to, to what? To, to, to what they ate back then. So, so, you, so this yeah. is your... Um, well, your... if you think about it logically, the same soil, yeah. similar climate, yeah. probably the same kind of things growing, <laughs> give or take. You know, they didn't have like, you know, cumin. That wasn't growing there, I think. Are yeah, you but, sure? No. But they didn't, <laughs> but they didn't have... Um, 
quite so low cost air travel, did they in those days? No, that's and, true. And container ships and things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a few things. There's that's few there are a few things that have changed. Yeah. Uh, one of the things they probably the... didn't have like durian fruit. Yeah, right. true. Or kiwi. <laughs> or kiwi. Guess, yeah. Um, staple of Mesoamerican cultural eating. Um, there. Uh, uh, can, can I? Can I? Can I give you um, an, arith- an arithmetic? Uh, problem to solve in uh, Mayan base 20. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is dash plus dot, 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 dash? I mean, I don't know what dash... And da- 13. Yes! <laughs> oh, God, that was a total guess. Nice. There is I mean- also, to this day... <laughs> That's probably right. That's pro- probably what it's going to be, I right? I assume one was a 10 and, <laughs> and the others were ones. It was either that or it was 31. So, to this day, there are still 30 extant languages you mean dash 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 dash, dash, sorry dash 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 extant languages um based on like historically based on mayan that's still spoken by nearly six million people that's really cool so i mean all the derivatives and stuff and modernize of course not the same thing um so uh, you know recognizing the roots of contemporary mesoamerican culture appreciating the resilience of these traditions that have endured millennia and sort of rooted through that but we just know so little about them and we're still discovering things to this day. Um, so it's just a fascinating bit of history that I wanted to highlight because we focus very much on, you know, a lot of like, quote unquote, Western history yeah. and, you know, things with like, I don't know, written records and all this kind Boo. of boring stuff. Um, but just wanted to highlight something that maybe we haven't touched on before. And I knew nothing about them. Yeah. And arguably no less now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow you've gotten farther away from it. I think they're very cool. I I um I took a class at uni called Digging the Glyphs, which was like absolutely the best class ever. And we talked about the Maya a lot. I, I hope we can talk about them again on a future podcast. Yeah, I know. Maybe but it, during the late pre post classical. Yeah, so I think there's a bit more sort of like inscriptions and writing in yeah. the classical period. So a well, little there's bit the later. whole thing with the calendar and the remember in yeah. 2012. Yeah, so when this, everyone is, this, was this like, comes from them. It's yeah. like the, the calendar ran out in 20, um, oh, when the world 2012. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the re- and, and the thing is everyone thought it was a big deal but like it wasn't really a big deal for them because it was like the new year for them they just have a new set of yeah. calendars it wasn't actually a big deal but I mean their civilization lasted such a long time and like the, the sort of classical period from 250 AD to 900 AD and then mm. the post-classical period which sort of interfaced with with like the Aztecs uh, uh, 900 AD to 1500 AD yeah which is like you know this is when they're butting up against sort of conquistadors and things like that as well yeah. so like a lot of atrocities to cover don't you worry about that <laughs> oh yeah we'll we'll get back to the atrocities but I mean the history's gonna be you know Co- whitewashed by like the heroics <laughs> of the Spanish Armada coming across to the Portuguese or whatever. Great. So yeah. Have any? Have we talked about the Aztecs yet? Did one of us do Cortez? Did I talk well, about? I, Cortez? I talked about. I did. I did. I did a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I talked tangentially about him, but I talked about someone else. Nice. Cool. Well. That's it. That's it. History. Did it? We did it. <laughs> Nailed it. For joining us for this first episode of season two we are so happy to be back it's so good and bringing our nonsense to you it's just good to have a bit of sort of respite and distraction from the mole people <laughs> the 
travesty of air travel blimps just just I know. We hope plummeting. we hope this reaches you safely and that you yeah. are not cowering in terror from the mole people. And to our new mole overlords, we welcome you. We, we salute you. <laughs> Feel free to submit uh, uh, to hijack the random number generator. We'll we'll happily oh, yeah. cover any year in your history. <laughs> uh, just get in touch. Uh, but in the meantime, that's everything you need to know about the year 32 BC, which is famously before the mole came. Exactly, out. or as it is now known. <laughs> 2055 BC. BCM. Great. So, yeah, all that's left is to get another year. Yes, that's right. Sorry, I don't know whose turn it is in the apprentice. Oh, it's my turn. It's, the, my, it's my rota. turn. And I am firing up the random number generator now as we speak. And while it's firing up, just a reminder, one thing you can do if what you can they like, do? What, what can they do? Listeners, what? one thing they Ooh, can do. Just one small thing. One small thing. Good. Is they could tell someone about this podcast. Shout if, it. Could they shout it from their blimps? They, if, you, if you're in a blimp, just shout it, shout it very loudly down at the, uh, the, the pathetic plebs below. <laughs> and do you think we can incite if, a riot on Oxford Street like other influencers? Exactly. Incite, feel free to incite a riot uh, um, if you like. <laughs> also, if you are on a train... Just walk down the train carriage. Pull the emergency stop. <laughs> and just, just tell every single person on the train carriage about the That's podcast. your own whistle stop tour. That is your own, yeah. do your own whistle stop yeah. tour. I mean, yeah. Or hire a train. Hire your own train. Not many people do that these days. Yeah. But That's feel free to, to hire consider. a train and yeah. do that. Um, and anyway, the, the random number generator is now up and going. And <laughs> the next year is... 1841. Oh, All right. Goodness. Oh, that's so, that's so much better than that. I don't have to talk about people that have written nothing down. <laughs> yeah. There was so much history then. That's good. I'm excited. 1841. That's great. The 1800s are good we should we could why didn't we just do a thing where we just did all the 1800s from start to finish 100 episodes done i know that would have been great oh. well because i'm still holding out for the 1000 bc episode which is going to be a banger absolute banger that's got to be like a boozy episode we got like you got to drink a lot for that one and just like let it rip yeah well there you go as see, opposed to what we usually do we'll see you uh we'll see you next time for 192 bm tell your train friends <laughs> bye <laughs> This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.